0: Yeah, since like mid 2020, I was like, all right, let me start getting back into working out. And I'd started biking a lot more in the summers. I bike a ton. And for like three years, I didn't have a car, so I was just biking everywhere. But um, with the running now, I've lived in the Midwest long enough where I'm like, I'm sick of being miserable when it's cold out. I grow a nice beard. <laughs> let me take advantage of this and like get acclimated to the cold. So I guess that's something I start working on once it starts getting any bit of cold after the summer. And I was like, all right, my beard will be protection. So if it's negative 17 or zero, whatever, I'll be okay. I'm not gonna get frostbite.
1: On this movement mini series, hear from our guests and how they get inspired to bring movement into their everyday life. I'm so excited to bring you their stories in hopes that you take something from it that helps you live well and be well in every day. Matthew Horton, better known as Not Hideous, is an artist local to the Fargo area. He's known for his colorful, whimsical designs that can be found on something as small as a sticker to something as large as a mural on the side of a building. Although he's known for bringing color to the walls of downtown Fargo, one thing many people don't know is that he's an avid runner and he believes staying active is the key to staying healthy in both your body and your mind matt and i have crossed paths many times in the downtown fargo community yet the first time a few months back i sat down with him for coffee and learned all about his passion behind his art as well as his love for running and i'm so excited to share his story with you guys today on the show
0: i've been forcing myself to acclimate the last like few years and today was so I was it was so nice I wanted to get out there and like at one point I had to take my gloves off and I rolled my sleeves off and took my hat off because I was like I'm way too hot right now because I'm used to dressing for like sub-zero weather so getting out there when it's still 20 something was great
1: right it must feel like a million bucks um do you know like what's the coldest that you have went for a run in this year
0: uh, it was right after Christmas and um I don't know what the actual temp was, but with the when I got back I looked at the wind chill and it was like negative, uh, seventeen. Oh my goodness. So it's been like negative it must have been like negative four or something like that. But um, luckily nothing was plowed, so I could only run on the street and in parking lots next to where I live. So it was a it was only like a mile and a half. So I didn't actually get that cold out because I was just trying to figure out where I could actually run, but that's why my hair is long right now. That's why my beard's long. It's a nice layer of protection.
1: Totally. I love it. Well, kudos for you. I stop at about 40 degrees and, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm a pretty diehard runner. I miss it so much, but I, I just like give mad props to people who are out there in it. So, um. But yeah i am so excited you're here matt thank you so much uh, for being here and now do you go by um, hideous or do you go by matt what do you prefer i call you <laughs> <laughs>
0: um it's really up to it's really up to you i have some of my best friends still just call me hid some like yeah some of my friends never call me matt they just call me hid um, yeah then people call me matt matthew whatever it doesn't matter
1: Awesome. Awesome. I was kind of thinking hid for some reason too. I think that was came to my mind. It must've been on a post or something, but, um, but yeah, thank you so, so much for joining me today on fit friend. I'm so pumped that we got together last week for coffee and I finally put like a face to the artwork, which I see all over this community, which is awesome. So um can we can we dive right in and uh introduce yourself to the audience? I think people around here may know your work but may not know who you are. So I'm excited to share your story.
0: Yeah, so my name is Matthew. Um I go by the name not hideous or hideous is what I used to go by. And I've lived in the Fargo area for like 10 years total now. One year I lived in the cities, but then I decided to move back up here. Um And I went to school at MSUM, I used to wrestle there. I'm from a small farm town on the east side of Minnesota. And Moorhead was the closest place that had wrestling, which wasn't full of people I went to high school with, just because I wanted to go see something new. And then when I got done wrestling up here, I, I guess started focusing more on art. And that's been like my passion since like probably 2015 I'd say. 2014 probably is when I really started working on it in my, my free time, but then I really started focusing on it like with all of my free time um, around 2015.
1: I love your story, your backstory, because I mean, I, I moved here too in 2016, and I remember seeing seeing your work for the first time on some of these really cool temporary pop up spaces that the downtown community was utilizing like sudden service or even the back doors of the old apt building where I had our we had our first t-shirt company I remember your work being on the back of the building and uh, can you tell us a little bit of those early days of when you were getting into the art community and some of those projects that you were working on
0: yeah so when I decided to just focus on producing art all the time outside of my like day jobs that I've had at that time so I was a few years removed from college and in college I'd like I didn't really make art I would not pay attention in school I would just like doodle all through all of my schooling I've just doodled in my pages because I just didn't want to pay attention and I didn't know any artists when I was in college well I knew one a girl that was on the soccer team but I mean, I do not really talk about art or anything like that. Once I got done with wrestling for a couple of years, I like would be doodling more and stuff like that. And um, I forgot how much I just like creating things. So I just really started focusing on that a lot. And then, yeah, in 2015 is when I started focusing on it right after I moved back up here from living in St. Paul for a year. And then I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get into, how do you get into an art scene or anything like that? So... (laughs) I just like kept making stuff. And once I felt like I had enough work, I would just start, well, it started in the cities. I'd reach out to places to see if they'd want to do like some type of consignment or something. Um, And I heard no at every single place I asked down there. And then coming to Fargo, I just continued working on stuff. I put stickers up all over the place. Um, And then I continued to just like reach out to people and I heard no a ton of times again, too. But then I messaged Albino Buffalo and asked if I could be in the sticker series because I saw I saw some post about the Albino Buffalo sticker series where they curate artists to make a set of stickers and then they put them in sticker vending machines. And they said, yeah, and that they were actually going to reach out to me. So I was like, cool. So I was in that and then my... Or they had an opening at Unglued. And I went there. It was pretty surreal because I was like, well, this is like like my first art event or whatever. And nobody knew who I was. By that time, I was just going by hideous and um nobody had known what my face was like or anything like that. And then I was at this <laughs> opening and people were coming up to me asking if I was hideous. And I was like, Yeah. And um there's one kid who he's actually like an adult now but it was funny he pulled out a flip phone and was showing me pictures of my sticker that he had taken pictures of the sticker from around town on a flip phone and then he asked me if I would sign his stickers which I did and it's funny now because i think he's probably a better artist than i am but that was my first like glimpse at the art world and then through there um I would go to the make room a lot when that was around in downtown and and then i like met my friend olivia who her and i are the ones that have done the majority of all the murals i've done have been with her so um just through people we know knew um that were looking to get the broadway garage done they asked us if we could do it and we only like three days and we weren't going to get paid to do it but they're like do you think you could and we got all recycled paint and then did that first vegetable, fruit and vegetable mural on the Broadway garage. In, I think we planned it one day and then we took two days to do it because they only had the scissor lift for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that was the first like real step into the art world. And then from there, I just kept meeting more and more people and any opportunity that came up to get something painted I didn't care if the building was going to get torn down. I was like, cool, let me, I'll do it. And like that Broadway garage was such a cool opportunity. Like we didn't get paid for the first one. I got paid for the bird up one that was on the side, but it was like, I couldn't say no to an opportunity like that to just have my artwork displayed on something like that grand of a scale. Cause yeah, I was, I still see pictures like from, from that on like websites and stuff like that, but that's really how, it all started and how I got those different gigs.
1: That's super cool. I love those stories. You know, it's funny, like the more, the more I talk with you, the more I see where we've overlapped over the years in places where maybe at that time we didn't really know each other very well. And I remember getting like, I got pretty close to with like Jeff Knight and all those guys when apt was in downtown Fargo. Oh, and right. um, yeah, so I was in a sticker series too. So that's so cool to hear you've been in a sticker series. Oh, yeah. that,
0: you have a red shoe on. I have one. I had that one. Oh that
1: yes, <laughs> yes, I did. I remember putting that sticker series. Like I was so behind on getting these to Jeff. And one night I was just like, whatever, I'm just gonna put random stuff <laughs> around my apartment, <laughs> including one of my old cat, Mr. Binks. He's on a sticker. I think it's so cool. And now I like to see your work pop up in the most random of places. Like when I was hanging out at a wild Terra a couple of weeks back after we'd been in contact, I recognized, I was like, Oh my goodness, you're the wallpaper in the bathrooms. Like <laughs> so cool. And I think you're doing a cool thing, like bringing some color to the walls of Fargo. So your name, you know, when you first came out, when you were just Go went by hideous. It was like I remember saying out loud, Oh my goodness, I know that artwork, it's hideous, and it just the play on words is really funny (laughs) to me. (laughs) So, I'd love to share with the audience how you came up with your name.
0: So, it's a quadruple entendre, so it's got four meanings um, hideous, like phonetically, how you hear it, um, as hideous, it's because. At the time, I had just gone through a really rough breakup and um, I was using art as like a coping mechanism because I just felt shitty all the time that I had caused the end of a great relationship. So I was just basically getting all my bad feelings out and stuff like that. So the subject content of like what I was first making was a lot darker. Um, it actually seems almost like a 180 from a lot of the stuff. Well, definitely like color schemes I'm using now. So Hideous is the first. Then the way it's spelled is H-I-D-U-H-S. So the U-H-S is us. And that came from what I noticed as an ugly habit I had where I'd get asked if I want paper or plastic at a store and I didn't care whether I had paper or plastic at the time. And I would just sit there and go, "Uh," and then make my mind up. So that is part of it. And then if you break or keep it broke down like that, hide us, UHS, Um, the stickers I made, which is just, it's really just a altered, I just turned the contrast down on a photo of my face. Um, But that original sticker that I put up everywhere anonymously hide us so hide those stickers and then um it also breaks down to high ideas so high and then I-D-E-A-S high ideas because uh I'd smoked weed and then I was just trying to think of names and I just had sketchbooks full of names I just kept writing down and I was like none of these stick or make makes sense or anything and then um hideous just came out of it because of a trip to Hornbachers, when I once again caught myself debating whether I wanted paper or plastic as a bag, and that's how it all started from a trip to Hornbachers.
1: That is just—it's so great, like good old Hornbachers. I, I yes, it's—that's a fabulous yeah, I story.
0: I, I never think about that much, but I love that I have that tie to Hornbachers through coming up that name because, yeah, I love a good Hornbachers trip.
1: Oh, right. I think my husband's actually just getting through Hornbockers right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great story. And so now fast forward to now and you've added the not hideous to it. Is that, is that what you go by
0: now? I can't think of what year it was, but maybe wait, 2018. Enough people had like recognized me and knew me as like that face on the sticker. So then I decided it was time to, I guess, make a change because part of the whole thing was keeping an anonymity with that name. So once enough people like knew who I was because I was going to different art events and being in shows and stuff like that, I decided it was time to change. So what I did then was I had an art show where I was going to uh, kill off the name Hideous and it happened on the summer solstice. And I built this three by three foot box and the it was a freestanding box with a door and a roof, and it had black light on the inside of it, and I basically wallpapered all the walls on the inside with pages from my sketchbook, like, ever since I came up with the name Hideous, so the walls were covered, and then, like, the yellow, pink, green, blue colors that I had on pages and stuff in there, I went over with neon Sharpies, so they would all glow under the black light. And then I had like a door that was all white. And then I just said like, write, write whatever you want on it or share some thoughts. So I left those neon markers in there and then people could just like write stuff on there. So it was like a back page of a yearbook basically. And then when the show was done, I tore the thing down. Parts of it still sit in my garage right now. I have the door that's like a yearbook page that's hanging on my wall, which is really cool to look at. But then um, I was going to change my name so some stuff I have, uh, it says the artist formerly known as hideous, which I love because I'm from Minnesota and love Prince. Um, And then people just like kept asking what I was going to change my name to. And my Instagram handle, it's easier to write not hideous than the artist formerly known as hideous. So that's what I was at. And then as time went on, more people just like calling me hid all the time and stuff like that. I was like, I'm just going to keep it as not hideous. So. That's how
1: that came to be. <laughs> it is awesome. Um, I love your persistency. That's like one of the things that I really was drawn to when we met up for coffee. And you told me about, you know, this persistency of, you know, the not only for creatives, but in all aspects of life and showing up and just being the face, being the person is what really can set a person apart and get them their goals. It's not so much always about being the absolute best or being the, whatever it is, it's all about that consistency and persistency. And you had mentioned when we met, you you talked about this running that you're doing outside. And I know my my jaw just dropped because I am an avid fitness person, but I am a wimp when it comes to the cold. And I really- (laughs) So can you share with the audience, like what got you into that aspect of your life, like getting back into fitness, persistency with your running and things like that?
0: Yes. So growing up, I was in three sports, like all through high school. And then I wrestled in college for a D2 school. So for the first like 20, like 21, 22 years of my life, I just had super structured exercise and then all summer I was active doing stuff all the time anyways so I was always just like a super structured workout schedule and stuff like that and then once I got done with college I was like man it is nice not having to like be somewhere at three four o'clock and having to work out for like two two and a half hours so that's when I really started focusing on art and I guess I was like all right I'm gonna just take a break from like structured workouts i still would go running every once in a while um i bike all the time but then the more and more i got focused on art i kind of just like let the exercise taking care of myself like in that aspect part just like kind of go because i was just like all right i got to make this art thing work i got to make this art thing work so i just kept doing that and i was like i got to get somewhere with this art stuff and it's been a couple years now but in the last since i guess covid probably helped open my eyes to it a bit where I was still working throughout all of it but I'd see people like I was like man it seems like some people are like going nuts having to be inside all the time and I was like still going to work and stuff like that so like during that and then seeing how much people got into fitness and stuff like that I was like man I really should be working out too because then I just like I'd be making art all the time and then I noticed I started getting like anxiety again and stuff like that which I never had anxiety when I was working out So yeah, since like mid 2020, I was like, all right, let me start getting back into working out. And I'd started biking a lot more in the summer as I bike a ton. And for like three years, I didn't have a car. So I was just biking everywhere. But um, with the running now, I've lived in the Midwest long enough where I'm like, I'm sick of getting like being miserable when it's cold out. Like I had, I grow a nice beard. (laughs) Let me take advantage of this and like get acclimated to the cold. So I guess that's something I start working on once it starts getting any bit of cold after the summer. And I was like, all right, my beard will be protection. So if it's negative 17 or 0 whatever, I'll be okay. I'm not going to get frostbite. And it's funny how today it was just like 30 and it was like 30 as a high and like 20 something when I was running and I was like I cannot believe how hot my hands are and my head is. But yeah, I have really been thinking about the last 3 weeks of getting back into running shape. I want to do the Fargo marathon for the, it'll be my fifth one that I've done. And only one time have I like really put significant training. In when I, and that's when I started in a January also. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, it's time to really take this serious. And I know since I'm getting older and I haven't been working out, I got to really ease into it. So I don't get like shin splints or anything like that. I used to be like, if you're not running at least three miles, it's not even worth it. But now I'm like, no, I need to go a mile and a half. I need to go two miles. Make sure I'm stretching. Make sure I'm getting enough water and everything like that. Enough sleep before doing all of it because I got shin splints early last summer, and it was because I I kept doing three mile runs like every other day, and I was like, nah, it's just too much. It's too hard on my shins. That I need to ease back or ease up and take a different approach with it and. It's actually kind of nice with it being really cold because you don't think about the pain you're in from running as much. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just worried about my footing. My footing is the most important thing because like even today as it cooled off, the snow went from being sticky to being really slick. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're like getting a major shin workout in from your foot just kind of slipping almost every step if you're not like being careful and getting on like a nice cleared off path but like i was saying before i noticed that i started getting anxiety and stuff cuz i was just focused on art i'm like okay i'm really happy with where i'm at making art right now and i'm kind of i was thinking about this on my run today i'm like i'm kind of blown away that i guess any accomplishment i could say i have in art or just like any of the gigs i've gotten and stuff like that i've done basically without really being serious about the way i'm eating and the way i'm working out so i'm kind of excited to see um how things go from here and like I guess the one thing I forgot about is the amount of energy you have after you're done working out like I wanted to go running this morning but I saw it was like negative something so I was like uh, I'll wait till later but uh typically I'd like love to just go in the morning that way the rest of the day seems so easy and then I don't have that like urgency at the end of a work day to be like oh I gotta try to get this in and The town is all busy at like five o'clock and it sucks running because stoplights are way different than if it's like 6 a.m. and um yeah just excited to see where my art goes now that I'm really focused on I guess getting fit
1: that'll be a really cool thing to see as you develop in both now both of these two wheelhouses that you're working in and see how they play off one another And, um, I completely agree. I feel like when I'm in a good rhythm with my physical activity, it does really help subdue anxiety, um, depressed thoughts, you know, things like that are really diminished when you get those bursts of those good hormones from
0: working out. Yeah. I never had a runner's high, like in cross country or track growing up. And then like, it wasn't until I was like, out of college and then uh, one marathon that I did at the, I like had a runner's high when I was done. I was like, this is incredible. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, this is actually a thing. I felt like it was just like uh, folklore in the running world. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's got to be a huge endorphin rush or something like that, where i was just like, man, I feel incredible. Like I could do anything.
1: Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. I've never had the actual, I've never gotten like the real, the runner's high off of like a, a real high, but I have gotten to a point in my run where things just stop hurting or like if your joints are a little sore or something, it just kind of dissipates. And I kind of associated that with those same endorphins and maybe just not getting quite the high, but.
0: all right, Well, even just like, I, I mean, it could like that makes me think of just like the flow state and that could even be what it is like because yeah I experienced that a lot too where yeah some days I'm just thinking oh is this knee just going to hurt more and more as I run and then yeah things just like let up and it's a whole new experience as opposed to just quitting once it feels like that
1: Mm -hmm, like pushing past that point it's There's been some really good growth for myself this past year or two in that and focusing on really utilizing the time as great thinking time while I'm running, uh, especially in the summer months when you don't have to think so, so much about the ground beneath you or slipping. But yeah, that's been something I really enjoy. Just, you know, just step away from the craziness of the day. Yeah, that's epic. That was really inspiring when you told me about that and that creating that consistency in what you do. Uh, so kind of like going into 2022, do you have any goals that you've set for yourself as a creative, uh, any new projects you want to tackle?
0: It's definitely time that I get a website together. That's That was a November plan, but with all these other things I've taken on, it's gotten pushed back, but I've been consistently having convos with different people about the do's and don'ts of it and stuff like that. And like, this is the year that I get one because I get asked all the time, like, how do we reach you or how do we buy your stuff and stuff like that? And it kind of sucks telling people, because I have followers that I've never actually met in person that live elsewhere in the world. And they ask me, I'm just like, oh, if you just see something on there, it's probably for sale or just make an offer or something. I don't like having to do that. I'd rather just have something right there that they can refer to and see past works or stuff that I have currently up for sale. And I definitely need a portfolio of the work that I've already done and something to refer to people. Cause now looking for like grants and stuff like that, it's like, okay, I this is something I should have done years ago, but for the longest time, I felt like I really didn't have a body of work that justified having a website or enough like finished materials that would justify having one I didn't want to just have a link or have a yeah have a link to a site and then just be like oh working on stuff and have or have like two things up I had an Etsy store for a little bit where I just sold stickers that was a long time ago which actually was going pretty well but I didn't want to have to do a third party thing like that I'd rather just have something that's my own I'd say that's probably the priority on my list for the year I would like to do another solo show. I haven't had one in a few years. There's a whole list of other things that I want to get done, but I've kind of broken it down into like trimesters for the year. Like in this first third of the year, I want to get the website up. And then I have all these other deadlines for like commission type stuff that I've got to get done first, which that basically takes up through the end of March for me right now. Mm -hmm. But as, as I get closer and Finishing more and more of these things, I need to get done by that time, then I'm going to really start looking towards the end of the year. It's funny because normally right now is like my slow time because I'd paint so much in the summers, but uh, as things have just been snowballing over the years, it's like I'm probably busier now than I have been in a summer in a long time, which it's nice, but well, it gets stressful. And that's why running really helps because. <laughs> it makes everything else just come together it's a perfect time to just sit and think about things so i guess the longer my runs get the more the more clear and concise ideas i'll have for what i'm going to do with the rest of the year because my last couple of years they just keep getting better and better um so i'm excited for what this year is going to bring but i'm trying to keep my tunnel vision short so i don't get overwhelmed cuz i almost feel overwhelmed as it is just working on different stuff i got going on but it's fun and i mean i wouldn't change i wouldn't change it for anything
1: that's absolutely so true and with that growth you're seeing you're you're seeing having to kind of find where you can expand and how you can also stay sane in the process I agree. Like physical activity for me is a place to digest a lot of that anxiety or a lot of those thoughts and come up with some clear paths forward, I guess, pun intended there, you know, you're running on this path and it's clearing away a path for the rest of the things you do too. So I'm excited to see what you've got cooking in 2022. Yeah. That website will be awesome too. It'll (laughs) give people, people platform to go, connect with you and inquire for, especially for more commissions. But yeah, this has been such a joy and I've completely enjoyed getting to know you over the past couple of weeks. So I love to end with a final question, you know, someone who maybe doesn't think they're creative or somebody who's trying to tap into that creativity and explore that. If you had any advice to give to someone who is maybe feeling on the fence, about their creativity or anything in general, just kind of going forward and and saying yes to accomplishing some goals. Do you have any advice that you would give them? Like think of talking to a young version of yourself or somebody who you know that you would want to inspire. What would you tell them?
0: Yeah, I love that question actually because I dislike... I try to say, I don't, I really, you'll never really hear me say I hate anything because it takes a lot of energy to hate something. But I dislike when people say they're not creative or they wish they are creative or they wish they are artistic. One thing I think happens to us in life is the older we get, I think the creativity kind of gets beaten out of us. Like the whimsy, the imagination. And I always reference this I got a bike redone, but I also did a paint job for a bike, and the dude that was doing it was like, oh, I wish I was, I wish I could paint, and I was like, I bet you could draw a bike, and then he's like, well, yeah, and then just sketches a perfect bike, where it's definitely more detailed than if I were to just, like, draw a bike off the top of my head, Um, and then my dad, who was a lifetime construction worker, I was like, I bet you could draw a hammer, and yeah, perfect sketch of a hammer. It's just like, I think everyone's creative we just might not necessarily know the way in which we're creative like I like to draw or paint making food being a chef that is being creative Um, making buildings being a carpenter building wooden forms that will hold wet concrete is creative I think anyone that genuinely thinks they're not creative they just have not explored enough in their life to come to that i don't think i've ever met anyone that's truly not creative in some aspect i guess there might be some people out there but i don't know i guess the law of, law of attraction just uh, doesn't allow people like that that close to me because anyone anyone i come into contact with is creative in some way or even like we met and got coffee roasting coffee that's a whole art form itself I can't make cool little espresso swans or latte art It's just and you had said anything i'd say to a younger me to me i guess i wish i wouldn't have listened to the naysayers and stuff like that or why wouldn't someone encourage me when i'm doodling semi-funny looking stuff (laughs) in my notebooks and stuff growing up i think i'd more so say it to people i know that are my age and older Or people that are just coming out of college, like people that are 22, they're like, oh, I'm so old, I'm done with college. They're like, well, if you feel old, you are. You're only 22, so you probably have four more times the amount of life you've lived left. (laughs) Um, So to anyone that's thinking about creative or wanting to be creative, just expose yourself to more stuff. Go take a class on something you've never heard of before. Go walk in places you've never walked before as long as it's safe, just expose yourself to more things and creativity will pop up somewhere in there.
1: Mm, That's beautifully said. And I I've had so many similar parallels in my life too, with my own creativity as a, you know, trained artist myself in a way and finding that in voice now and in conversation and in public speaking and podcasting and you know, sitting down and having a conversation with someone over coffee can be hugely inspiring for my creativity. It's a huge dopamine rush too. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so find those, find those things. And it's like, sometimes they hit you and you, when you never think they would a couple of years ago, I would never think I'd be having my own podcast and now I'm podcasting and I love it. So I love that that inspiration that you give to encourage people to try new things, you know, you never know if you might fall in love with something. Maybe you have a hidden love for square dancing you don't even know about.
0: <laughs> when I saw you had a podcast, I was like pumped because I remember at that old tap building and with different events and stuff like that. I remember like seeing them passing, I remember seeing the t-shirts. And so when I saw like the podcast, I was like, oh, dang, that's cool. I had no idea. But I was like, I don't know, probably 2018 or something. I was like going to those markets and stuff like that. So when I saw that and like, I want to get a podcast going myself. I got two episodes on Spotify uh, called sauna sessions, but I'll get more into doing those later. Oh, that's a 2022 goal podcast. That's coming. So love it. (laughs) That's a for sure. Yeah. When I saw you had one, I was like, oh, cool. I got to get on there. I want to talk about running because now anyone I know just knows me as That art dude, but I'm like, oh no, I've loved running my entire life. And I would love to just share any knowledge I have on being creative or running anything like that with other people. Cause one of my biggest educators has been post college and it's just been listening to podcasts, learning from other people, just learning from like solid conversations. I don't want to hear about, I don't watch sports. I don't want to hear about sports. uh, I don't really watch TV. I don't really want to talk about TV. So I just listen to podcasts, people having conversations about anything. I've listened to podcasts on, a multitude of topics and a lot of it was like I don't know what this is I'll just listen to it and yeah some I didn't like some I like but I tried and I was like I've listened to enough where I'm like okay I love the podcast format I want to do one and seeing that you had when I was like all right let me see if I can get on this so thank you again for allowing me to uh be on here
1: yeah yeah no this has been such a joy I'm so glad we've connected and I hope to stay in touch. I just really appreciate your time. And thank you to the audience too, for tuning in. You know, don't fear tapping into your creativity. Don't fear trying something new. And it's stories like this that really inspire me and the guests each day. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: If you guys like what you heard today, be sure to check out FargoFitFriend.com and hit the subscribe button. When you subscribe, you will have access to exclusive content, including my weekly newsletter, The Friday Five, which is a roundup of my favorite wellness tips, tricks, and resources that I discover each week. And I love to share good things that I find. So definitely check it out and join the community. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next time.